Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about branding and marketing and scaling your private practice. I'm Brent Stutzman, and today I am joined by Layla Griffin, the owner of The Herbal Assistant, where she helps with proven strategies. She helps small businesses set up, maintain, and grow their online presence. She is also the social media manager expert for uh, my business, Brand Your Practice, and she oversees several of my private practice clients' social media accounts. Welcome to the show, Layla. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, today we're going to be talking about four Instagram strategies to grow your private practice right now. But first, Layla, you spent over 10 years in the corporate world. How did you end up helping small businesses and their social media? Um, it actually started as kind of a personal uh, uh, mission. I was working, like you said, I was in the corporate world for over 10 years. Um, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week. Um, I was working weekends, holidays. I was completely burned out. And in my quest to find um, some kind of <laughs> mental health support, I noticed that everyone I was looking up, doctors and private practices, didn't have a social media presence. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who I was contacting or connecting with. I didn't know what their personal motto was. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of dating myself, but I grew up in um, the AOL like world. And so I saw AOL kind of evolve and go away and then turn into Facebook and then turn into Instagram. So I saw the social media platforms turn into just a place to connect with people to businesses really showing who they are and the personal side of them and connecting with their clients and their customers. And I thought, okay, I use social media every single day. Um, and it's something I love to do. So how can I, how can I make that work for me? And so that, that's what kind of kicked it off. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that background. Yeah. You know, it seems like when I talk to those in the digital marketing world, they all have this start either in the corporate world or they kind of had uh, you know, their day job, and then they kind of just moseyed into <laughs> doing digital marketing and really just kind of helping other people. And then you find out there's actually a lot of people who need help with their social media marketing. Uh, so I'm excited to have you on the show today because at this time, one of my clients, uh, Kid Matters Counseling here in Hinsdale, Illinois, it's also my wife's private practice. Uh, we've been investing a lot of time and resources into their Instagram account. Uh, now, it's important to know to our listener, listeners that uh, Kid Matters Counseling focuses on mental health for children ages 2 to 12 years old, and, but also helping parents understand and meaningfully connect with their children during these really developmentally important uh, stage of life as the kids. So, uh, but in this last year, we've been working, really just leaning into our Instagram presence and the community that we serve here, which is really Hinsdale and the greater Chicagoland area. Uh, so today I'm going to have, I have Layla on here to share about the four Instagram strategies to grow your private practice right now, because these are the things that are working for us at this moment. Uh, so Layla, why don't you kick us off with the first Instagram strategy? Okay. So the first Instagram strategy is content. Um, and, and it's kind of, what kind of content do you want to put out? What kind of content, how do you want to be perceived by um, your clients, your customers, your followers, that kind of thing. Um, and it goes along the lines of what is your mission? Who do you help? Um, what kind of educational content can you put out? What, what, what message do you want to send to people? 
Um, and that's kind of like where you start off is what, how do you want to be perceived by your audience and what do you want them to walk away with when they find your website, when they find your Instagram, when they find your Facebook, how do you want them to walk away from your page? So that's kind of like the first, first strategy is content, getting that content together. Right. And I think one of the things that we've been focusing on, so we obviously can't market to children, right? Like our Instagram right. isn't for children. And I guess maybe we should do TikTok, but maybe, no, we're not, <laughs> no, we're not going to do TikTok. Um, at least, I guess at least not right now, but our, our, we market to parents and the content that we are hoping to provide or seeking to provide is content just to help parents get through almost the daily grind of being parents. And with the goal to ha actually help educate, but restore the joy in parenting. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that is just at the end of the day, parent education. Right. And, um, I know what we do is when we create content around that, it's usually a blog post and then we chop it up a lot of different ways. So something that's a longer post on our blog, but for Instagram, you can't have a 2000 word blog on Instagram. So why don't you share um, some of the different types? This is strategy number two, some of those different posts that you see really working well as we, as we share this content on, on our Instagram feed. Sure. And so what I see a lot with, um, businesses that are just starting out on social media they think they have to just have come up with tons of content again and again and again to you know to fill all these spaces but like brent said if you have one blog post you can chop that up into several different bites of information and and sparse it out to several different places um so when we start with a blog post when we start with a blog post then we kind of transition okay how can i chop this up for instagram is it an infographic can i put some pretty pictures out there that are going to capture people um are there quotable sections that i can turn into a quote post those are super popular right now quote posts um and then also is there a short video or is there an igtv video that i can put out that just kind of gives people that information for people that don't want to read that actually want to watch a video um, so those are the kind of content types. So there's instant, there's IGTV, there is quote posts, there's infographics, and then there's just like, of course, just a main post. And now with the addition of, cause Instagram's trying to be TikTok now, there's <laughs> Instagram reels. So that's another like opportunity for you to get out there. And those are 15 second bites. So, you know, that does not take a lot of time at all. And I tell you, they, Instagram is pushing reels real hard right now. They're just kind of yes. showing up organically. Mm -hmm. And as we know, if you know anything about marketing on Facebook and Instagram, it's pay to play. Like your organic stuff doesn't just show up on other people's feeds organically right. unless, or unless they're testing something to see how, how well right. it does. Right. Um, Real quick, on a quote post, can you just kind of describe visually for this podcast, <laughs> visually yeah. kind of what a quote post looks like? Sure. I mean, there are several different types, but the ones that are like really popular right now are kind of, they kind of mimic a screenshot that looks like Twitter. And so it'll have your little logo and then it'll have just maybe one or two sentences of a quote. Um, and it's very simple, very plain, but it's very just in your face. It gets people to notice it and um, it makes people want to share that across their own page. Yeah. It's almost like, um, it's almost like you're taking screenshots of your Twitter feed or like a Pinterest right. or, or maybe even like a Facebook post and then you, you share it. So, um, right. 
yeah, it's really simple, but my goodness, have we been surprised <laughs> by the amount of people who share it and save it? Because like a lot of it's kind of inspirational. Like, mm-hmm. hey, moms, uh, hey, uh, we see you. This is really hard, you know, or, or it's um, something about a parenting tip. So, so when we look at our analytics, we see all these posts being saved. Like it's almost like a, people go back in time to kind of look mm-hmm. at the things that they save in their Instagram and they're just being encouraged to that. And I'll tell you, the brand awareness is really strong because they just keep seeing that logo, that Kid Matters logo and the posts that they saved and on their Instagram feed. Exactly, exactly. Um, why don't you dive in a little bit of what an Instagram carousel post looks like and how we utilize that and maybe just why we think it's doing so well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So a carousel post um, is up to 10 slides. So basically, um, like we were saying with blog posts, if you have five tips to grow your business or five tips to help for my, help with mindfulness, what you would do is you would have this carousel post that makes people want to click on it and click and um, swipe through your slides. Um, and so your main page would be your title, you know, your five, your grabbing title, five mindfulness techniques. And then as each swipe, you're giving people bites of information. So here's tip number one with a cute picture. Here's tip number two with a cute picture. And I think it just gets people more um, aware and engaged and it's, and it's interactive. Um, and it, again, it, it breaks it up into bites. So it's not like you're reading this long post. It's very just like, you know, click, 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 you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it sticks in your mind more. So that's mainly what a carousel post is. Yeah, and if you can imagine design, like we we finally created a template. We tested this stuff over and over again and be like, okay, font size should be around this size. You, should, you shouldn't have more than two sentences on mm-hmm. one of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, it's very visual, like to the point where we even have like arrows, like we're telling them what to do is to swipe. So we have these arrows, like we're trying to tell the story, here are the arrows, follow the arrows, keep swiping, <laughs> swiping open. And then at the end, it's really important that if you're going to do a, um, a, a carousel post, you want it, you want people to share it. And so we usually one of the last po- uh, slides that we have on a carousel post is like a big arrow pointing down to the share button, say, share this on your stories. Because mm-hmm. as the more people share, then you can potentially trigger the Instagram algorithm and they might be able to share that more organically with people uh, if it's getting a lot of playtime um, and a lot of attention. So um, that's another, just tell people what you want to do in their po- in, in your posts and they'll do it. We see people sharing it all the time. Yeah. And don't assume that you're being, you know, kind of, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know the word that I want to say, but don't think that you're being salesy or that you're being pushy or that you're, you know, you have to tell people what to do. People are scrolling through Instagram and they're scrolling through social media so fast and, you know, their mind is all over the place. So give them clear directions, you know, swipe here, share this, you know, like this post, that kind of thing. And, and it's not, you know, it's not a pushy thing. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you, if you do carousel posts and quote posts well, then they're going to want to share it and you're mm-hmm. just prompting them to share it. They're like, wow, exactly. this is so good. You know, like, what do I do with this? Right. I got good news. I want to share it with somebody. Well, you just tell them, we'll just share it on your story. Mm-hmm. So okay. uh, anything else on the, um, the post types that you want to mention or talk about? I don't think so. I think we covered it. Okay, great. Well, hey, before we go on, I want to remind our listeners, Layla, about a free resource that you can take advantage of today. Look, most healthcare workers open a private practice to help more people and to make more money. The problem is, is that they lack a clear plan 
to grow their business, which includes a profitable marketing strategy. And that's why I created the Private Practice Marketing Roadmap. It's a free video training series that will walk you through my three pillars of private practice marketing. If you need fresh ideas about marketing yourself as a clinician or your private practice, or you just need a marketing strategy, go to private or go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap. It's completely free and it will help you generate a pipeline of new clients. Just go to brandyourpractice.com slash roadmap and get started today. I've also included some, uh, a link to that in our show notes. Okay, so we're on to our uh, strategy number three and number four. So first, strategy number three. Take it away, Layla. Okay, so st- strategy number three is engagement. Um, so Instagram is not just about putting out content. It's creating relationships and creating um, a community. So in order to do that, you have to engage. And I always say, you get back what you put out. So if you want 10 likes, you need to give 10 likes. If you want 10 comments, you need to give 10 comments. Um, And how you do that without being spammy um, is you want to create, you want to create comments that are, that are relevant to what you're, the content that you're looking at. Um, Just like when you're having a conversation with someone, they say something and you you know, absorb that information and say something relevant back. Um, With Instagram, um, for a comment to kind of quote unquote count as engagement, it needs to be at least four words and that's not including emojis. (laughs) So you want to, yeah, so you want to at least make it four words, make it relevant to their post. Um, And then if you're reading uh, comments, not comments, if you're reading quote posts that you like, that you find are inspirational, share that to your story. That gives them engagement and in turn, they come back to your page and engage with your page. Um, So it's all about an exchange of information and an exchange of energy. And again, what you put out is what you get back. Yeah, that's so important. I I mean, as, as Kid Matters Instagram grows, we're seeing more and more people interact with mm-hmm. with our content and we know it's in hopes that we too would interact with them and we do uh so i layla if if someone has a busy private practice how much time should they be spending a day uh engaging on instagram like what do you think would be kind of a healthy amount uh to do i would say minimum is 30 minutes a day um as someone who is an introvert <laughs> and social media is you know kind of you know, it can be a lot. I would say minimum 30 minutes. You're tired at the end of the day. You know, you don't want to have, have to spend a lot of time. So 30 minutes. And if you have more time than that, then I would do that. But 30 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. And I would recommend not just 30 minutes uh, engaging with anybody, but what I would do is go on Instagram since a private practice most likely, um, has a local presence, right? So finding businesses, restaurants, any like social, like schools, whatever, Instagram feeds, and just interacting with those in your local community. Start there. So start doing some hashtag research, you know, hashtags with your city names, your town names, and then finding some businesses and people around there that are using those hashtags and just start engaging. It's just a real simple way and you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just and start gauging, and then you start to get that brand awareness, which is, I think, I think it's a great idea. So thirty minutes a day. All right. Yeah, and and like you said, like you want to be very, um, you want to be very aware of 
who you're trying to contact, who you're, you know, trying to engage with. Again, like you said, do like do hashtag research, go into the hashtags that your clients hang out in and go and, you know, swim through there and go and comment on that kind of stuff. So, yeah. You know, I was, I was thinking about it. Think about it as a, um, you know, I, a lot of my clients, I encourage them to do handwritten notes and think of it as this way, like, how can you just write an encouraging handwritten note to somebody, but you do it on Instagram? So mm-hmm. if it's a local business or it's a local restaurant, I'm just really anybody just say, hey, keep up the good work. I know this is a really hard time. You just show some empathy. Right. Uh, keep up the great work. I know this is a hard time. Thank you. Thank you for your, uh, your presence in our community. I mean, just, man, I tell you, if, if, if we got posts like that or comments like that, that would just mean <laughs> exactly. so much. That's so much. So Exactly. Uh, yeah, just finding ways to to just encourage other local businesses and other people in your community can go a long way for people feeling good about your brand, which is really important. Exactly. Um, okay, should we go on to strategy four then? Sure. Awesome. Okay, so Instagram strategy number four is how you evaluate success. Um, so this is all determined by what you, what goals you set for your business. So whether that's followers, whether that's growing your email list, whether that's having people sign up for something, um, that's all going to determine how you evaluate success. Um, I consider followers kind of a vanity metric. So you need something to follow up with that. So yes, you want followers, but what do you want those followers to do? Do you want them to sign up for a challenge so that you can get their email? Do you want them um, to just, do you want them to purchase something if you sell products, that kind of thing? Um, So what you want is, again, an exchange of information. You're putting out all of this content. You're creating all of this content. What do you need back from your followers? And usually that's an email address. And And Brent and I were talking the other day that if Instagram shuts down tomorrow, if Facebook shuts down tomorrow, where are those followers? Do you have their information? Do you have their email? Um, and so that's kind of like a main goal is to get that email address. And that's how I kind of have people evaluate their success. It's not just followers, but it's what information is your follower giving you so that you can further that relationship? Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, there, we also talk about, um, we evaluating success. We also talk, we also keep a, a, a little bit of a vanity metric on engagement. Mm-hmm. Like what, what percentage uh, of people are engaging with our post? And um, do you remember kind of the formula we came, cause we don't follow necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah. We created Instagram. our own formula. We, yeah. We create our own formula cause we feel like that better reflects uh, our engagement uh, than what Instagram would say is a percentage of engagement. So I, can you just share a little bit about how we came up with that formula? Like what's in that sure. formula? Sure. So the basic like Instagram formula is followers. It's going to be your followers, um, your likes, your comments um, divided by like impressions or reach or something. But that wasn't something that was really um, working for us. So we wanted to really tackle everything. Like who's saving our content? Who's sharing our content? Um, yes, we do want to, we do want to look at likes and comments, but it's those shares and those saves that hold more weight with Instagram, with the Instagram algorithm and with followers and, and the content that we put out. So what we do is we calculate the total number of likes, comments, shares, and saves divided by the number of impressions. And that will give you 
your uh, percentage. And what you want to kind of stick between is like seven and 10% engagement rate. Um, anything below that, then you need to just figure out what content are you putting out? Do I need to make a change? And anything above that, you want to make sure it's not just spammy comments and that kind of thing. So the sweet spot is between seven and 10%. So, yeah. 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 I like that. How we're like, yeah, we're going to do our own because it better reflects what we're trying to do. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this from a social media strategy. I, I've, I talked to lots of private practice owners, doctors, therapists, you know, whatever. They're like, you know, I need to increase the engagement on my Facebook page. I need more followers in my group. I need these things. And then I ask like the question that we talked about. So what, what happens after that? Like, are you engaging in that group? Because it's, there's a lot of groups out there, people invite, like you have to invest a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And then, all right, so what do you want them to do after that? Well, I want them to go to my website. Okay, well, <laughs> how's your, is your website ready to receive these people? I mean, is it, is, it, is it clear and concise? And does it clearly lead them on a path to get more information mm -hmm. as you enlighten them on the products and services that you have and how you can help them? Like, so there's, there's a lot there. And like you said, at the end of the, I think I heard a marketer say this. Uh, he says, like, you don't have a business unless you have an email list. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's true to an extent. I think that's yeah. really true um, because now we're seeing um, YouTube and Facebook, like they're just shutting down accounts left and right, Instagram accounts left and right. For, and they usually don't always, you know, sometimes people break their policies and they do, but some other times they're just like, wait, what did I do? And there's right. very little recourse. And then, then you're hosed. Like if your business right. was solely on that. So like you said, try to find ways to get their email address because then you own that traffic and you have a exactly. way to directly communicate. Them. So our strategy at the end of the day, at the end of the day for Kid Matters is to get people to sign up for our newsletter. And so we do things like, and if you go to the Kid Matters account, we have a really cool, there's a little cool app that we use it's called Linktree. And we link to all these PDFs that we give away for an exchange of an email address. We call them lead generating PDFs. And we've been playing around with that. And man, that's been really successful and growing. So now, now we can put, like nurture those relationships on email and on Instagram. But if Instagram and Facebook go away, we still have a way to connect with those people. Exactly. And, uh, so that's kind of our goal. And I would encourage any private practice to have that as their main primary like goal for their, for their social media is to attract people to your email, get those email addresses. And maybe I'll have you back on Layla sometime to talk about the things that we do with email campaigns. Once we get them, sure. <laughs> what do we do with those? What do we, we do, do with, with those them? email addresses? <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like uh, to share on this topic? Um, I think the, the final thing I would say is just to not feel intimidated by social media. I think it feels like its own monster and it can be its own monster. But at the end of the day, it's based on your mindset. If you feel like this is something that you can succeed at, then it is something that you can succeed at. You just have to take the time. And again, you don't have to start with five different social media things. You know, start with Facebook and Instagram and go from there and put out content for that and then grow from there. You know, just little baby steps will 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 go a long way. Yeah, that's man, that's absolutely right. Cause it can be People are like, I got to be on Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, mm -hmm. Facebook. And it's just like, well, do you even have the bandwidth to managing that? <laughs> exactly. But exactly. if they do need help managing that, Layla, how can people get in touch with you? 
Um, you can go to my website, which is theherbalassistant.com, and that has all my social media and everything, and it has more information about me. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the best place to reach me. Oh, well, great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Layla. You are a joy to have on my team and my clients love the support that you provide for them when it comes to social media and email marketing. So thanks for being on the podcast today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I love being here. You know, I love talking about this stuff. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me again next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast.